the, um, what these parami words refer to, the quality of parami. It's uh, <laughs> parami is something that gives the sense of something extends, furthers, grows, uh, and crosses. And so it's like a transcending quality, something that uh, s- starts, is initiated, swells, grows, and crosses over. So it crosses over from the field of, you know, dukkha and confusion into the transcendent, the Dhamma uh, planes, the Dhamma domains. Mm. Yeah, so. This is the kind of language structures that are used almost, you know, sort of place the uh, the sense of the field of of uh, sangsaric, uh, where it's all just, nothing really crystallizes, it's just activations into something where things begin to stabilize, which is the Dhamma fields, and, and you come from one in, into the other. You move through in your process, you come from where it's all very discursive and me and her and this and that into something where it becomes oh this is agitation and ah and agitation needs uh, you know stabilizing steadying and then we cultivate parami to take us take us across often it's patience and equanimity and certain energy and clarity and veracity, truthfulness, um, these qualities, then you, you, you're cultivating those and the cultivation of the parami is, um, you know, it's, it's got a main stream really in, in Buddhist culture because it's something that ideally you can do any time of day. You can always hit the patience button, well at least it's there and often needs to be Touch. So it's not just meditation, but it's ongoing um, uh, training in one's life for honesty and and renunciation. Just you know, set aside what isn't necessary. You know, so we just keep pruning, training, grooming. You know, and to to sort of crystallize and stabilize and and get to the point because the mind can so easily diffuse and this is where it becomes very susceptible to sangsaric currents where it just proliferates and cascades and nothing really crystallizes into something deeply meaningful mm. just scatters so this is the renunciation principle towards more towards unity banya discernment the ability to clearly discern, so so like so also differentiations. Maybe that's that. And that's you know, what is the real what is the real sense of that? So it, it's clarity, discernment, being able to to discern qualities, and particularly most important qualities that are uh, skillful, conducive to skill. Uh, uh, qualities that are unskillful and being able to separate and then qualities that lead to to stress and those which take one out qualities that lead to accumulation of of um, 
the burden and those which tend towards the releasing of it. So, and then that which one has discerned as supportive, then this becomes something one begins to dwell in and deepen in and take time in. Uh, And for this we need a certain amount of the energy and gathering energy into what is supportive. Um, And then patience, just staying, 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 staying and letting it letting it ripen. It's a gestation uh, often is is so often needed and we tend to be a bit impatient, you know, next, next, next. Really this is so often these seeds as they're planted, they need, you know, holding carefully to allow them to gestate and ripen and, and move come into fruition of their by themselves. Um so such a truthfulness means one isn't just not telling lies, but actually able to see truly. Yeah. So it's a certain uh, accuracy of perception. So one does discern clearly. Yeah. And then what one has discerned, one is able to, you know, get and even, you can say. Express not necessarily out loud, but some way in which one is able to clearly see and get the sense of clearly knowing that. So this is very helpful because with this we begin to establish in us in our own process and practice. Yeah, this I've known, and it's established this I've sensed and so and t- these are gifts one give, give to oneself and it gives confidence and you know we, we've made some marks on the trail that now we trust and we've expressed them to ourselves we know them and you've got them not just as ideas but really like in the, in the heart and in the gut and eternal resolution you're just really holding it uh, resolve, commitment, staying with it. Aditana, tana is a foundation, and adi means a, a, a full or a deeper or a, a strong foundation. So it makes a strong resolve onto what one has discerned as this actually is, is true. I have to hold this. I have to stay with this because it's true. It's not always convenient, but it happens to be true. <laughs> Therefore, one holds that. Metta is the resonance of the heart. Um, the heart kind of waking and, and shaking off its its fearfulness or its closures. And there's a certain nourishing um, energy there that uh, begins to radiate it with quality of well-being. Mm. So... And then upeka is the quality of equanimity. So this is a certain uh, continuing stabilizing of one's uh, heart. Like you've got a, uh, a, a very deep keel and the heart is kept in the water, definitely, definitely sensitive, but actually it's got a 
strong keel to it so it doesn't tilt. It's sensitive, it can pick up, but it doesn't doesn't get swung around and moved. Um, this is powerful uh, quality. Which say in the storms of praise and blame and pain and pleasure and so on, it, it maintains its deep keel. We receive those felt experiences, sense them, know them, and yet there's something stabilizing so we're not swept off in the current. And you can see these some of these images and notions really represent the, what we call the sangsaric, where one is very much swept, in, in the currents that come running through and then the uh, practicing where you're feeling those currents but you're able to steer or maintain some ground or steady or whatever you need to navigate through that uh, and then uh, the result of this is that those disc- discordant energies begin to settle and resolve and the field begins to empty of all this rip tides and currents and becomes very steady. The process of that, um, here we have recitation. So the first of all, the parami is is um, stated. Um, this indeed, itipi, this indeed is the dana parami, the quality of the parami of dana, sampano, fully, fully um, accomplished. So Bhagawa by the Bhagawa. Bhagawa is, is a word coming from the Pali the root bulga, which means like a, a treasure or a fullness or, or a richness. And so a Bhagawa is a quality or a being who is very uh, spiritually rich and they have a sense of bestowing because of their of their richness of being. They they they're bestowers. So this is one epithet that's applied to the Buddha. And it's significant in this because this is what his treasures are. This is what he's rich with. So he can yeah. So it does give one a sense of what um practice is going to bring around. It's going to be coming around uh, a kind of a, 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 a an enrichment mm, of quality. Mm. It's internal, in, uh, internal spiritual qualities become, grow and ripen and gestate into full form and richness. And then the nature is they would tend to then radiate or emanate. So then the three references, first of all the parami is stated, the upaparami means um, it's been um, raised up, entered into, um, you know, so we might say it's been initiated, entered into, and fully engaged with, and the paramata means it's been completely fulfilled, and you know, when it's it's taken you, it's it's carried across, so it's it's completed um, to its highest welfare. So you see a certain three stages, if you like, the initiation, then the entering into, and then the four fruition of that parami. Mm. This is how we practice, um, you know, uh, without actually all of it, any of these practices, we first of all kind of get the 
the sense and the idea of a spiritual quality, a spiritual potency. And then, okay, then we have to begin to um, really enter into it, fill it out, feel, feel, take it on, explore it. Mm-hmm. And then as it becomes fulfilled, then it, it, it eliminates um, hindrances, fetters and so forth. So that it's, you know, it, it takes us across out of that hindrance, uh, that contraction, that entanglement. Naturally, the process is one where there's a good amount of struggle, we could say. You know, you're both in, you've definitely got the right idea, and you're definitely practicing with it, but still there's a lot of conflicting stuff that's tugging around, and you just hold and steady and keep staying in your potencies and your good dumbers deepening into it uh, and then until the energy shift and so this gives one a, another map of the process of practice <laughs>